Hi, everyone. This is Craig Ballantyne from TurbulenceTraining.com and TransformationContest.com. And I'm here with the first of hopefully what we're going to have is many calls talking to the winners of our past transformations. And we're going to talk to them about how you can get started off on the right foot and obviously get the great results and also what they did and how they stayed, stayed motivated over the entire course of the transformation. So we have the winner of our second transformation contest, Catherine Gordon. And Catherine, welcome to the call. Thank you, Craig. It's very good to finally speak with you, and I really look forward to, to learning exactly everything that you did that was really successful for you in your transformation. Well, I, I look forward to sharing it. I've had a great experience. Okay, great. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background to this, and maybe even how you found Turbulence Training and, and where you were before you, you got started with everything, what you were doing, you know, where you were struggling, where you were having success with with your fitness, and then we can uh, move on from there. Okay. Um, I'll tell you, <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago, um, gosh, my son is, uh, he just turned eight, so it would have been nine years ago, um, I had gained a lot of weight uh, during that pregnancy, which is pretty typical. Um, I gained a lot of weight. I had quit smoking to get ready, and, and I just ate everything in sight. And it had taken me some time using different diets like South Beach and Atkins, and I'd done Weight Watchers. I'd managed to get a fair amount of the weight off, but I was stuck right around 150 pounds at 5'2", which is a lot. Um, And you have to understand, I had always worked out, and I was at this time I was going to the gym like four times a week, and I was trying to stick to diets. And I would sometimes get down around like 143, but I, I just I, I could never get below 140. Um, and I'd lose some weight, and it would just go right back up. Anything I tried to do would eventually stop working. So it's been exactly a year, really, since I started, since I found turbulence training. And what happened was I had become familiar with some other programs on the internet. And actually, I found Vince Del Monte's program first, which was more of a muscle-building program. And my husband did really well on that program. But I uh, I had some a bad experience around the time of my birthday where somebody asked if my son was my son or my grandson. Oh. And it, yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is, this is not good. Um, and... At that point, I had got turbulence training, and it wasn't in a drawer or anything like that. I, I had done the workouts, but I hadn't really committed to them. So it was really, it was exactly a year ago. I believe I started on May 9th. I think that's when I started the second transformation contest, um, that I saw the pictures of those winners, especially the picture of Emily. And I thought, I looked at them, and I looked at those pictures, and I thought, this is possible. I can do this. And I had already been doing the TT workouts for about four weeks, so I had kind of learned the program. I was ready to go. And just right away, um, I started, the, the pounds started to come off, and I started to tighten up, and I started to get stronger. But I, I'm definitely one of those people who's never really been thin, lifelong struggle, and then just really ballooned up, and this is what finally brought it uh, brought it back under control and really let me get back into shape. So you know, let's let's 
stay with that time when you got into the first contest. You know, what what were you thinking, and what might you have to say to folks who are scared and skeptical or confused about how to get going? Well, some of the most important things I think I learned is that there is there is a little period to get going for some people. Not for everybody. I mean, some people just, you know, out of the gate, they just seem to be just losing like crazy right away. But I've been on the boards and on the forums for a year now, and I've noticed that a lot of people have the same experience, that it takes, it, it can take a little bit of time to get up to speed to learning how to use the, the workouts. And I think one of the things is that you have to, if you start losing weight immediately from, from day one, that's great. But I think there has to be a little bit of patience with getting the learning curve of the program. And some of it is is getting rid of some of the stubbornness. Like, for example, it was really hard for me to give up the elliptical. And do you know why? I used to, oh. like, read my magazines on the elliptical. Oh. And it's like, oh. when will I read People magazine? <laughs> if I'm trying to do intervals and work really hard. So I, I think, you know, I, as far as skepticism goes, people looking at us, those of us who have, have transformed, you know, what can I say other than than that it is true? It really does work. But I think the thing that was different for me, one of the things I had never done before, and it's in the package that you send, it's right, it's one of the first pages, is that sheet on goal setting. I don't know if I had ever done that before, where where you literally have to sit down and you have to pick those three goals, and I think one of them is longer and one of them is shorter term, like one of them is like a goal that you can do every week, uh, and where I really had to look at what I wanted and when I was going to get it and how I was going to get it. I mean, this is the difference. What do you want? Um, how are you going to get it? And, and by when will you have it? So that was one of the things that was different for me going into that first contest. So you and would I think definitely recommend people not skip over that part and, and make sure they do the, the mental side of things as well. Oh, oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. You simply can't. It is the difference. I mean, turbulence training is an amazing tool. It's an amazing tool that really works. But... But a tool doesn't work unless you pick it up and use it. And you won't use the tool of turbulence training unless you get your mindset in the right place. Uh, and that was that was the difference. And just those those couple of pages right there in the packet really made a difference. And then there's something else that happened to me, and I should go back and look at the forums um, from that contest. Something happened. I don't know whether it was four weeks in or six weeks in or what it was, but I was I was writing my post and it, I was just like, I could win this thing. <laughs> Seriously. And I stopped and I and I wrote it and I almost went back and took it out. I was like, Oh my goodness, that's you know, what are people going to think of me if I write that I you know I think I can win. But I think that's another thing that was really, really important, Craig, is that there was a point a few weeks into the contest where it was really starting to work, and I was really in the groove. And I was like, wow, I could I could really transform my body, and I could possibly win this thing. And you remember, I was up against Carla, who was amazing, had an amazing transformation, and got so amazingly lean. 
but I think that's another thing that was so crucial for me and for anybody else who's going to listen to this call is that you've got to get to a point where you believe you can do it. And that requires the mental work. And it also requires a really keen understanding of what you want and what you want to look like and what you want to feel like. Yeah, I really liked how you, you even started the call saying, you know, you went in ready and, you know, you were focused on doing it and you knew it was going to work. And, I mean, that uh, kind of mental mindset of is, is really important. And then just going back to people who are getting started with this, is mm-hmm. it, would you say there's a learning curve in terms of, you know, maybe you had a week or so to get used to hitting the right intensities and not to be frustrated with that in the first week? Because it is quite different from what most people are doing on a regular basis. Well, that's a really important thing to bring up because <clears throat> what I see happening and what happened to me is that the the beginning and intermediate programs can be very deceptive and you can go in and you can hit them hard and you can make yourself so sore that you're practically not moving for a week. And I'm not the only one who's, you know, experienced this or read about this. A lot of people people go in and uh and they that you, you, I think you have to be really careful to follow the guidelines. And if it says, you know, for the first week, only do two sets, only do two sets. Because if you don't, you really can create a great deal of soreness and, and frustration. Now, the other thing, and you have to approach it with a sense of fun. For example, my favorite was the uh, the stability ball jackknife. Oh, my gosh, I look like an idiot. I, I like. I remember. I remember going into the health club and, and talking to one of the yoga teachers and one of the trainers. And I had the ball, and I'm like, her name is Hope, and I'm like, can you show me how to do this? And I we started out rather than having my hands on the bench, you know, we put my hands on the on the floor, and I'd crawl out over the ball and I'd curl them in. But and the thing is now, I mean, you know, I can bang them out like you know, like it's no problem. You know, drink a cup of coffee while we do them pra- practically. But when I first started out, there's some exercises in there that are really challenging if you've never done them before. Um, Bulgarian split squats. Oh, my Lord. You stand there and you put, you know, the top of your foot behind you. Um, for me, and, and I used to, I was, I, I used to be, you know, I, I danced, I choreographed now. I consider myself fairly athletic. Um, I couldn't hold anything in those Bulgarian split squats except maybe, you know, the wall. And I think that's another thing that people may not realize. The funny thing about TT is that you've got everybody from, uh, you know, stay-at-home moms to meatheads doing it. So it, it, you, ha- it, you have to understand that some of the exercises may be awkward to begin with. Oh, and I want to say something about one of the exercises. One of my favorites, in a different way, is the stick-up. Because you've, you look at the stick-up and you're like, what is this? I'm going to stand against a wall and raise my arms over my head? And it's the, it's the best shoulder warm-up exercise I've ever done. So I, I think a lot of times when you start TT, it's almost like you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit and say, okay, I'm going to give it a shot and, uh, and believe that it's going to work. Yeah, I mean, you make some great great points there, but just everything's a little bit different, and, uh, you know, there'll be that slight learning curve, and, and some people will go right into it, and it'll be perfect, and it'll be a lot of a lot of fat loss right away, and then other people, 
and actually everybody, like you said, needs to rein it in a little bit, even if you think you're you're pretty super fit right now, because yeah. you don't want to be too sore after those first workouts, right? Oh no. And then and then the other thing, and I'm not the only one who's mentioned this, is that when you first start interval training, oh my goodness, I can't tell you there's been a number of us who have been like, Oh yeah, remember that first time you did intervals and you thought you were gonna throw up? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, that was the other thing that was kind of a surprise, is that, you know, you may get to rest for a minute, but it, it, it still is astonishing how much harder you can push yourself when you're doing intervals than you can push yourself when you're doing steady state. It, it, it's it's really counterintuitive how much harder you can work uh, when you're just, when you're giving yourself those breaks, you know, even yeah. to the point where... You know, you feel like you're like, oh, no, your stomach hurts, but it doesn't hurt anymore. It's good. I like it. Yeah, and the great thing about the interval stuff is it just it goes by so much faster. And, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, you don't get to read your magazines um, as effectively. It's a little too hard to focus. But uh, and, No, they're piling up on the coffee table. They really are. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, well, let's talk about, let's switch gears for a second mm-hmm. and Talk about how someone needs to prepare the nutrition when they first get started in the transformation contest, or even if they're just first getting started with fat loss in general. What what steps did you take, and uh, what you know was maybe the most effective thing that you mm-hmm. did, and the simplest thing? Because we do like to keep things as simple as possible. Well, I, I agree because I have to. I get um, my son off to school every morning. And so it, it has to be fairly simple for me, although now I, I usually will, you know, get him on the bus and then come back and, and make my breakfast. But um, the most important for, thing for me nutrition-wise is satisfaction. You, I have got to find food that satisfies me or it's over. And what I have found is that um, by eating clean, by doing that kind of no-bag, no-box kind of stuff, and by by keeping you know a lot of the processed foods out of my diet, um, and really focusing on lots of vegetables and fiber, and I make these omelets in the morning where you know like you know, there's zucchini and onions and there's tomato in it, and um, you know I can do with you know one egg and then maybe egg whites for the rest of it, or sometimes with two eggs. But the the most important thing is is satisfaction, and I have found. That, that the way to get that is to stick with the whole foods. I tend to be a fairly high-protein person. That's just what seems to satisfy me. Do you know what I think we all need to do? What's that? <laughs> I think we all need to come up with our personal food pyramids. I think you're right, to be forget, honest with you. Forget what the USDA says or whatever. Look at look at what you eat that makes you feel good and helps you stay lean and say, okay, that's my food pyramid. And and here's what mine would look like. At the bottom of the pyramid would just be just a ton of vegetables and lettuce and some fruit. And then next would be lean protein. And then next would be you know not a whole lot of beans and grains. Um, you know, with some fat mixed in, you know, I, I like my, you know, natural peanut butter and stuff like that. And then just, you know, the tiny little bit of, of sweets at the top, which would be, you know, a special occasion or a cheat meal or something like that. But I think you said, you know, try a new vegetable every week or something like that. Yeah, that's, try something new every week. Now, and then the other thing that, that you have said specifically, which can be really helpful if people will do this, 
is that you have that cooking day either on like Saturday or Sunday, depending on what sure. your schedule is like. And that's one of the things that I would like to do for this upcoming contest. I have done that uh, where I've had, you know, leftovers for maybe, you know, a couple of days. I haven't done it where I've really cooked a bunch of chicken breasts and then like throw them in the freezer so that I can then microwave them. I haven't gone that far yet. And that is what I want to do now. I really want to try to just do that big shopping trip on Saturday and, and you know, do a lot of cooking so that that, for me, so that lean protein is in there and ready and that all the vegetables are washed and everything is cut up, um, that kind of discipline. Now, even if you don't have that kind of discipline, you can do it one meal at a time if you get in a rhythm and you get, you know, the recipes that you know work. And I would say, obviously, breakfast is just it's just so important and then the other thing for me personally is i cannot allow myself to get too hungry if i look at where things fall apart and where where things go wrong and they do even even in the contest where i did really well the contest that i won and then the last contest that i came in third there were some bad days in there and in every instance if i look back the 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 really the bad the the troubled eating always came about on days that I had missed a meal or I had allowed myself to become just just ravenously hungry, and so so that's the thing, you know, prepare your healthy foods if you can and don't ever let yourself get too hungry. And then very specifically, um, so you've got to have the snacks. And my favorite snack and the first one I think was a piece of string cheese and twenty almonds. And if you're going to eat almonds, you have to count them. <laughs> I think we've talked about, people have talked about this on the boards before. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, that's really, really good stuff there. And um, well, now, like and you said, you have to plan ahead, and that, that's so yeah. important and critical. And then the the other thing I definitely want to get in um, that was incredibly helpful uh, was the body weight times 11. There's a great deal of confusion about how much to eat and calories, and I don't know, you know, who who that came from or what it was, but it was it was somebody that you had interviewed or somebody you had talked to. It's it's in the nutrition report from Dr. Chris Moore that comes with the program. Yeah, it's it it has really just been sensible because I have gone from when I started the program, I was at 153, now I'm at 123. So obviously my weight has changed. Actually, I'm not sure I'm still at 123. I've got to weigh myself at the start of the next contest. It might be more like 126. But but as long as you kind of stick with that math, it does work. Um, and, you know, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, for women my size that you've got to go down to like 1,200. And I'm just like, eh. I, I just think that's kind of low. Yeah, that um, is pretty low. It, low. And, and, you know, as far as I know, you're never supposed to go below that, you know, even if you're tiny, so. But, yeah, but that, no, that did seem to work. Now, that's real tough to stick to on a regular basis. It is tough. And it's really funny because if you can just get up to 1,400, just that extra 200 calories, um, you know, it's it's two other mini meals or it's another little meal in there. And it makes a very big difference. And, and so how many calories were you generally – you would stick into the body weight times 11, so – yeah, so that working out to about just I'm, over I'm fifteen hundred. Yeah, I'm staying b- between fourteen and fifteen hundred. Probably, I have a, I you know, I boy, I'm I'm a good eater. I love to eat and I love volume. 
So I'm probably getting closer to 1,500, but I'm also I'm, I'm getting pretty muscular, so I think that allows me to be on that upper end of the range. And in between contests, I've been... Um, I've still been keeping track of what I've been eating, and I've been up around, I think, like 17, 18, and I'm maintaining pretty well. And for somebody my height, that's not bad. But, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm 5'2", and I would say if I can keep it right around 1,500, maybe on the low side, maybe closer to 14, uh, you know, some days are going to be lower. Some days you're just in the zone, and you're just, you, you know, the, the hunger isn't that great, and uh, sometimes I'm lower. But I would say I'm I'm staying between fourteen hundred and fifteen hundred. Great. During the contest. And then, and then that keeps you pretty satisfied then during the day too. It does. It does. But All right, well, sorry, go ahead. Well, one thing that that I have noticed with myself is you know um, is dealing with uh, with wine, Chardonnay specifically, which I like <laughs> so much, and that's been one of the things that's that has been a challenge over the last year is figuring out, you know, can it be a part of my life? And the decision I finally came to is that I'm, you know, I'm just not not buying it, not bringing it in, in the house. And, you know, if I'm going out to dinner once a week, then I'll I'll have a glass of wine with dinner. But that, that's been a big change. And so I, I was trying to keep it in my diet. But what was happening is that, that was like a, a lot of food I could have been eating. And I finally had to have a talk with myself and say, look, wouldn't you rather eat those calories? And I think that's the decision that I had to make. But I, I have to admit that even during the, the contest I won and the last contest, there certainly were times when, you know, wine was consistently a part of my diet. But I did find that when that it was, you know, when I finally dropped it and pulled it out, that things really started to, the fat really started to move. <laughs> Made a big Interesting. difference. Interesting. Well, let's talk about, um, you know, switch gears again and talk okay. about setting up social support and how oh, yeah. you went about doing that and how other people, how it's important for other people to do that as well. Well, I, have you noticed that there seems to be a correlation between how much you support other people and how well you do. Absolutely. It's very clear to me. And the biggest surprise to me about being in the contest and being and and writing posts and and what I posted and, and is that what I wrote to others and what the time I spent thinking about what they were dealing with and what they were going through was actually more helpful than putting in my own posts and putting in, you know, it's like, oh, I did workout B today and I, you know, ate, ate 1,400 calories. The very fascinating thing to me is that I actually got more out of seeing what other people were going through. And I wasn't even one of the most prolific posters. I mean, we had some champion posters um, who, you know, fast typers and they just, you know, they can bang it out. And uh, I really think that there is a connection uh, between how much support you give and how well you do, even even more than just you know how well you keep keep track and keep records. So obviously that's that's social support. It totally is, and it's really kind of counterintuitive when you think about it. I mean, here's a contest. This is a contest, and yet everybody on it is rooting for everybody else. It's it's wonderful. 
and uh, so so the social support I think is the key. And I, you know, if you look at, you know, the the biggest, you know, weight loss program in in the United States, let's face it, their 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 thing that they do differently, it isn't really points; it's social support, and that's that's one of the reasons why it works. And I and that's why that's one of the reasons why this works. And what about finding social support outside of the forums and stuff? I, I know you had good social support <laughs> at home. And, I did. Um, yeah, tell us a little I, bit about that. My guys, my husband and my son, they were so proud of me and they were so behind me. My husband, I think I, I told you, he was doing Vince's program because he's, he's a typical, he's one of those guys who had been skinny all of his life and then all of a sudden he turned 50 and yikes, but he managed to lose it. And the great thing about them is I could modify the meals that I would make for everybody. And, and any of the moms out here, out there, this is what I did. Um, I would make us dinner, and then I would add starch to their dinner. You see what I'm saying? Is that I would make everybody the same dinner, and they loved it. They lo- I'm, I'm a pretty good cook. But I would add for them, they'd get, you know, a baked potato or extra beans or extra rice or, you know, or you know something sweet afterwards, and it worked beautifully. Uh, you can definitely do this as a mom cooking for your family. Uh, you, But... The oh gosh, and the other thing was, you know, don't eat off of your kid's plate. Oh Lord, just whatever you do, don't eat off of your kid's plate. That's off limits. But as far as social support goes, they they were wonderful. But you know, I also had had the the kind of you know reaction that you're trying to get away from with the situation of you know the gal asking if I was Colin's mother or his grandmother, and then the week before there had been a guy who uh, you know. He said to me at the grocery store, he's like, you know, now you don't get the senior discount, do you? And I was like, no, I don't get the senior discount. (laughs) I was 44 at the time, not 55. (laughs) So sometimes the social stuff is, it works both ways. It's, you know, it's what you're trying to get away from, too. But, But this is really interesting, Craig. The beauty of the forums is that, I don't know, it's It's different. It's different. You will find that if you're going to run up into negative reactions to how much time you're putting into your new lifestyle, you're you're going to find it. You may find that in your circle. You may find that that that's happening. That there are there are people who really really don't want to hear it, and and so you know the people who are trying to transform may find that they have to be selective about those people that they're going to talk about what they're doing with. Um, because sometimes people, they, they don't want, want want to hear it because they don't want to feel like they need to change themselves. And that's, once again, why the social support um, on the Internet is is so crucial, because so many of us are are not getting it at home, and we're not getting it at work either. This is This is where the donuts and the candy are. Very often it's at work. And the, um, you know, running off of that, yeah. let's talk about how, you know, there's also, you know, if you can't get the social support from some people around you mm-hmm. in real real life, we'll say, you know, and you've got it on the form, what about the motivation and inspiration, the, the internal uh, <laughs> inspiration that you had going into this and then what you see in others? Because you've got a great finger on the pulse of the forums. You really understand what other people are going through, and you've seen 
people succeed and you've seen the you know there's commonalities between them so what do you have there in terms of internal motivation and inspiration well once again it seems to me that the thing that really stands out to me is that the the people who have succeeded and who are succeeding they they have the desire they know what they want and they believe they can get it and they never stop believing uh they they and every one of them has bad days where they they eat things they really didn't intend to eat or maybe they didn't plan a meal so they had had to you know they ended up you know having but but as long as you believe you can do it and you have that goal you just you keep coming back to the program you keep coming back to the program and the, and the other thing uh, the other mental thing that and I'm not sure how much I'm seeing this on on the on the members forum or, or how much I'm seeing this in myself is that um and I'm I I harp on it on on the forums I'm like visualize 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 you've got to take that time and it's a huge pleasure for me to take that time every day to just close your eyes and daydream about your ideal body this is this is it's like a gift that I give myself every day is that time that I spend and it's not vain and it's not selfish it's it's cuz you know i want that body for us for for lots of different reasons i want it for me for my family for my relationship with my husband for um uh, my relationship out in the community for the things i do in the community because i'm back you know i'm back getting in the public eye again and so it's finding the reason behind the reason that you want to transform your body and then it's just taking some time. I don't know if it has to be every day, but I find it helpful to just connect with why you're doing this and why it's so important to you. And oh, that, I think that, that's just so powerful what you just said there. I mean, if, if people only listen to one minute of the call and they listen to that, that that would uh, that would really help them. Sorry to interrupt there. I'll let you keep going. Oh, you not at all. And it's really funny because I think I was on, I was on. Last night, and I think I actually saw you saying something like that in a tip, that you do need to take that time. Um, and I'll tell you where else it connects. One of the big problems is you go into an exercise and a nutrition program, and, you know, if I look at the way I ate and I look at the way, you know, I enjoyed Chardonnay, 5 o'clock every afternoon, that was my signal to have a glass of wine, and that was my signal because I essentially am a stay-at-home mom. I do different artistic projects during the year, but those are, you know, so that means sometimes I'm working, sometimes I'm not. But every day at 5 o'clock, I'm in the house, and it was that glass of wine that was signaling, okay, your work day is over, you know, but then I'd make dinner and everything. But it was that time to relax. What you've got to find, if you're using food for pleasure, You've got to find substitutions. And the the thing is, is that that visualization, or especially if you want to literally go, go for it and go into meditation, or if you want to listen to, you know, guided imagery tapes, those kinds of things, they can replace, I mean, they're a pleasure to me, so they can, they can replace the, the food or the noshing or the drinking. In my opinion, you've got to find replacements for, for some of the pleasure that you got from food. And they've got to be really fun things. Um, so I, so many, many times people suggest, oh, take a walk. Take a walk? I've already worked out. You know, it's like, where? Yeah. it might be 
you know, read, uh, you know, Star Magazine, or it might be read a trashy novel, or, you know, or it could be going back to things you liked when you were a kid. I've started to draw again. And, you know, sit down and draw butterflies. I <laughs> know it sounds silly. No, but I not, think people... That's the one thing. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you there. But go ahead, that, go ahead. That might be one of my favorite things that has come out of the transformation is to hear people like yourself, and then there was another girl, Amy, on there mm-hmm. uh, who, who did the same thing, that so many people are talking about returning to stuff they did in their teens, uh, early 20s, yeah. And, you know, that's the whole, that's all part and parcel of this because we're cutting down on that workout time and we've freed up some time for people and we're encouraging people to be active and we're encouraging them to do other stuff besides, you know, sit, eat, and watch TV. Not that there's nothing wrong with doing that once in a while, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're looking for, like you said, substitutions for the eating, which is generally one of the things that has gotten many people into the situation. So, you know, I think you're going to say something else about it, but that's a really important, yeah. really, really important uh, thing to understand and to see how people are. It's not just a transformation of the body. It truly is a transformation of the mind and life, and, um, you know, I really like what you were saying there. Yeah, and I like what you're what you're saying too. Is that is that very often it is something physical? Is that people are getting back? They're they're bike riding. They're running five k's. They're, for example, for me, I'm jumping rope again. Oh my gosh, jump rope! I mean, I when when I first tried to get started using a jump rope as, as some of my intervals at home. Oh, it was awful. I, I, you know, I maybe, you know, skip ten times and fall over my feet. And I was like, and I could remember back when I was a kid, it's like you couldn't stop me at, at jumping rope, doing, you know, the double ju- dutch and, you know, where you jump in, all that stuff. And I'm like, where did that go? And the thing is, now I was, you know, just jumping rope the other day. And I'm like, I'm not, you know, doing 500 in a row like uh, I think Robin is. But um, I'm up over 100. And I'm feeling like Rocky. It's wonderful. But once again, this is something that, you know, I was good at as a child. And uh, I'm getting that back. So I totally agree that it can open up, uh, you know, physical activities that you had given up to. Yeah, and and to be honest with you, I'm I'm pretty much a kid at heart, so I like to see other people, you know, not being so grown up and not being so, so structured and stuck to their workouts and the machines. And I just think it's, Everyone feels so much better when they get into that. Now, there was one other thing that you said, mm-hmm. uh, one really good line, and you said mm-hmm. you will have bad days, and you mentioned that you know you have had bad days even when you won the contest. Even when yeah. you, and Robin mentioned that as well. Even when she lost 34 pounds in mm-hmm. 12 weeks, there were days when you get a little off track. So I think that's a big message for people to understand that everyone gets off track. Even the winners don't go 84 days in a row without making a mistake or, you know, rewarding themselves. But the Absolutely. thing is that you followed that up with is that you have belief in yourself. So if you have belief in yourself, you simply just get back on track and then realize that there's, you know, eight weeks left, six weeks left, four weeks left. You can still do amazing things in, in whatever time is left. It's really such a small part of the equation over 84 days if you have one bad meal or even one bad day. It's very, very true, Craig. It's very true. And I, I actually remember it was fairly early on in the first contest, but there was around the time of my husband's birthday, there was this huge, amazing chocolate cake in the house. And, oh, dear, 
I I think I ate off of that chocolate cake three nights in a row, and three nights in a row is kind of hard to come back from, but I did. <laughs> and I, you, you want to know the secret? My my, what I think was the secret to that for me. I bet you do want to know. That's why we're on. I'd the love call. to know. Well, if you look at the three contests that I did, the first contest I won. The second contest, I stayed with it, but I really, I, I didn't get past the the plateau I was trying to get past. And then the third third contest, I got down below that plateau and I got down to 123. And the big difference between the the first and the third and the second contest I did was in both the first contest and the the one that just closed. Honestly, I never missed a workout. And I don't want to frighten people off at the oh oh the only way to do it is you never miss a workout no no I'm not, that's not what I'm saying you probably can miss a workout and still win but that was the I think the thing is is it's like you know there's like it's you know it's like four legs on a stool you know you go that one leg was always strong and I I think that that's one of the things that you know even when you know the eating wasn't perfect I always made those workouts and the thing the one of the things too that I sometimes I guess I'll go ahead and say I think one of the mistakes that I see people make sometimes, and I, I don't know if you'll agree with this, is that they're trying to hit every workout so hard. Now, I understand and I agree with the philosophy of, of continuous improvement, that every workout you're trying to improve something, you're trying to make it a little bit better. But what has worked for me is that on days that I wasn't feeling as strong, I gave myself permission not to work so hard. And I think some of the the biggest piece of advice I would give people going into these contests is that, you know, on the days that you really don't feel that you've got as much to give, don't give as much. Dial it back. Drop the weights way down if you need to. I mean, there there have been days that, you know, let's say you're doing um, – doing squats or something, and say I would normally hold two 20-pound barbells, I'd drop down to 10. I think there were days mm, I'd drop down to five if I needed to. And I think that that's one of the one of the mistakes I see some of the, and I have to say, I see some of the guys doing this more than the girls, is that they just sometimes I think they're trying to work, push every workout too hard. And if you would just say to yourself, self, whatever, <laughs> that, you know, if I haven't got as much today, I'm just going to really take it a lot easier and then come back stronger in two days when you you know you pick up your next workout that that's a really really good tip there and i and I totally agree and I think that people will have a much longer shelf life in terms of them being in this contest and them extending mm-hmm. their results and making these changes stick over the course of their life if they take into account that some days are going to be a little off in nutrition. Some days are going to be a little off in training and mm-hmm. to dial it back, and, and that's a really, really good point. And then come on strong later. And then uh, I think another thing that I think has been very uh, effective for me is that in order to improve, uh, and, and of course the the reason I did so well is I improved. Good lord, I, I'm looking at my I'm looking at my biceps right now, and I'm like, wow, look at that, and my triceps and everything. And and so in order to approve, you do have to find your edge. But I've always felt that when you find that edge, you you don't push it, you don't break through it, you play with it. 
And that means that you get into that push-up position, and you're doing those really good push-ups, and then you kind of play with it, and you're like, well, can I get one more perfect push-up out of this? But you don't say, okay, I've got to do 20 more. <laughs> you know, it's it's a sense that, you know, you play with that edge and keep moving it, but you don't have to push it too hard. Especially, for example, say, you know, doing interval, intervals on the treadmill, I'm constantly going, okay, let's see if I can push it up a little bit higher. And if it's a problem, it's like, oh, nope, that was too much. Because it keeps it fun. And I What's think there? that, it, and the, you know, I, I can't think of, the only workouts during these challenges that weren't fun for me were, were ones when I, you know, stayed up a little bit too late and, overindulged the night before. Those are the only ones I didn't enjoy. But the rest of them, I have to tell you, I, I, I pretty much enjoy, I have enjoyed every turbulence training workout that I've done. Well, that's so good to hear. So well, good to hear. music is really important for that, too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about that. Why don't you talk about your ultimate training environment that helps you, you know, have so much fun with this and, you know, obviously keep you sticking to it. I like the gym. I like the gym. I really do. Uh, even when even when the people in the gym bug me, because sometimes <laughs> they do. They like. Have you ever noticed how slow some of them move? <laughs> They're like, oh, please, just move faster. Um, but I do like the gym. I I you know, I am not one of those who wears makeup to the gym or anything like that. But I'm like. I'm I am celebrating this this new body. I love it. I love being in it, and so I like taking it to the gym and working it out. It's fun. Uh, at the same time, my schedule is usually my my work my weekday workouts are at the gym, and my Saturday workout um, was at home. And I do find I love working out at home. I don't work nearly as hard. I don't work nearly as hard at home. Um, and if if that means if that says something about that I'm, you know, a presentational exerciser, well, so be it. But I do find that if I am in the gym, I just find that I just I use a little bit better form and I try a little bit harder because I don't know. It's almost as if you feel like you're representing something. That well, you know, I personally am in the exact same way as you. I, I I like going to the gym and I definitely have better workouts at the gym, mostly because when I work out at home here, I got my dog jumping on me. So. You know, that's one of the things that stops me from having great workouts at home. But I really like going to the gym, too. Um, and uh, and I think you're kind of right that, you know, you're out there. And, and I basically, when I'm training at the gym, I got kids beside me. I'm trying to, you know, represent and show that I can uh, keep up with the kids. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true, and I'm sure I'm sure you can. I'm like, you know, remember, I'm I'm 45, and I'm I'm starting to. It's it's amazing, you know. I, I'm amazed at what I'm capable of at this age. And then, of course, we had, you know, Ma, who's, you know, 74, who mm. has done so well. She's such an inspiration to me. Um, and that's one of the things that keeps me going, doing my workouts and eating right, is I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to be on this planet if all goes well. You know, at 45, I could very easily be on this planet another 40 years, maybe even another 50 years. Yeah. And, I want them to be wonderful, and I want to take this feeling that I have right now and take it into the future and make it better and keep it as long as long as I can. So I think that that's another thing that can help you in those moments, those moments of weakness that you're like, oh, and at some point, I don't know where we are, we do need to talk about plateaus before we uh, 
finish this call because I just I think that's one of the big issues uh, that that we see even with turbulence training and good nutrition is you know what to do during them and how, <laughs> during them and how to deal with them. Absolutely, we'll get there in one sec. But what, go ahead. I, yeah. I think a couple of things that you covered in the last answer were really important to touch mm-hmm. on. One, um, you know, what other things did you keep measures of that kept you going? Was it you know putting the tape around your waist, or was it you know looking in the mirror and taking photos, or was it you know performance only, or was it the scale weight? And then two, um, you must be approached by people your age and even younger than you who are inspired by what you've done. So why don't you tell us how great that feels to inspire other people and, uh, you know, some situations like that where it's motivated you as well. Well, let's start with uh, ga- with gauging progress. And, and of course, you know, did the pictures for the contest. I uh, the, the big one of the things I think that is slightly unique with me is that I've had an item of clothing, and it's been it was a pair of jeans for the last contest, and I think it was it was pretty much my jeans too for the uh, second turbulence training contest, and that is, is really huge as you, for me is to have that because I tend to carry most of my excess weight below my waist is to have that pair of jeans that you can't fit into. Mm-hmm. And that you get closer and closer and closer, and pretty soon you can zip them or, or do the bottom button. I actually, I need to get them back out. I, I have a pair of jeans, uh, button fly 501s from my senior year in high school, mm-hmm. and I'm in them again. Oh wow, they're really amazing. So besides the, uh, and I do, I do weigh myself um, during the contest. Sometimes I'm weighing myself every day. I try to keep it to once a week because I feel like that's a better gauge and it's almost like a it's almost like it's you know you get to weigh yourself this week yay <laughs> uh rather than every day but i admit a lot of times i weigh every day and i love the measuring tape the measuring tape is my friend cuz it's just it tells the truth a lot better than the scale does and the other thing that that tells the truth and i say this you know i post this to other people is that hips don't lie and if you've got that pair of that pair of pants that keep fitting better and better and better and better, then you know you're making progress. So so those would be the things. I absolutely me- measure myself. I also have the trainer at the gym do my body fat with the calipers, um, I think, l- every four weeks. And I'll tell you one thing, um, the, the body fat measurements that we're getting at the gym are definitely higher than a little bit higher than I would have expected, and they're also higher than some of the stuff that you find on the internet that you measure your waist and you measure your hips and uh, height and weight and all all that. And, and she's doing she's doing like I don't I want to say she's doing at least five sites. And let me tell you, when she's pinching the back of my biceps, it hurts. Yeah, uh, you I'm getting I'm getting so there. yeah I'm getting so lean in my upper body. But then she goes to like that, what is it, the iliac crest, whatever that is. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah, okay. So, so yes, I am, and I'm having the same person measure me every time. And Very so good. when you see those drops in my body fat, those are brutally honest. And I think, you know, I got down, uh, for, for this contest, I got down, down to 22%. I think I think I may have been a little bit lower than that. I don't know. I maybe it's right. I really ultimately I want to be at like, you know, 115 and 20%. I don't want to go much lower than that because at my age what happens is it starts to 
your your face starts to get look a little bit older when you get really super lean. Yeah. And so I, I think twenty twenty is about is about lean enough for me. And now, what was the second half of the question, though? It was about being uh, an inspiration to people at the gym, and, and oh, that's because I have to like you know brag on myself. Yeah, I it well, it's it's fun. I I do uh, I do have people asking me, and and some younger, some older, and some literally practically cornering me with a notebook and saying, "Okay, what did you do?" Tell me exactly what you did. I'm like, okay, I'll tell you what I did. <laughs> and I always tell them that, you know, the workouts are the big, you know, the body weight exercises, and yes, there's weights and there's resistance, and you, you pair that up with interval training, and then you add good nutrition, and you're just, you know, and and also with the right mindset, and you get support, and you're just, you're you're firing on all cylinders. What is that, five cylinders? And, and that that just, you know, is really what knocks it down. And and it is fun. It is fun. And I'll tell you one other thing. I don't know if this is really inspiration, but one of the things that you know that that the ladies I think you know have to come to grips with more than the guys. <laughs> I don't know if the guys just enjoy it or what. Um, but you do have to come to grips with the fact that you will be there. There will be a different kind of attention from men, <laughs> and you're you're gonna. You really do need to come to terms with that before you go into this, and that's a whole psychological murky area that I don't know if you want to touch, Craig. But uh-huh. it's important, and and for the women who are going into this, they really need to deal with that. And and the the place that you deal with that is when you're visualizing your ideal, and you really have to come to grips with. You know, how will I handle this? Am I afraid of it? Does con- does it concern me? And you really have to deal with that. And I'll tell you one thing. When you're 45, it cracks you up. The stuff that used to make me uncomfortable when I was in my 20s, now it just makes me laugh. It really does. And I just, you know, I'm I'm having fun with it. And uh, so that isn't really inspiration. That's more of the way people are reacting to me. And I'm just, you know, I, I I get a kick out of it. You know, I'm a married mom of 45, and it, you know, it it just, you know, it it tickles me. And I think for, you know, the women out there who want to transform, uh, you know, it might, you know, look at, you know, look at Carla and look at Emily and you know, look at the change that that happened with Robin. Um, uh, some of these women are just becoming, you know, incredibly beautiful. And uh, they need to approach that with a sense of fun and a sense of humor. And I think that will uh, also help you uh, to keep from sabotaging yourself. But yeah, and I think as a, as lot of, a lot of women, sorry to interrupt there, I think a lot no, of women really, really, uh-huh. especially in the, in the essay contest that we have um, on the blog, you know, people are really talking about, and, and guys too, are talking about their significant other almost all the time. It really is a, a deep emotional uh, reason for so many people to get started here in that, you know, it's it's something that they want to do for their spouse or, you know, they think that their spouse, you know, a lot of times the spouse really doesn't care. They love them one way or the other. But, um, but uh, you know, certainly that is something that is in their minds and, and uh, it's really good that you did touch on that. It's yeah, it's it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful gift that you give yourself, and it's also a gift that you give 
the the people who really love you. When you when you get to the point where where you're becoming the best that you can be, um, it it really has you know has great things attached to it. But it, it can be very difficult. I mean, we all, so many of us, I do it myself. Um, there's a tendency, you know, you get to a certain height and you start to achieve things, and it gets a little scary, and you can sometimes sabotage yourself, whether if it with, it's with, you know, Doritos or chocolate cake or whatever it happens to be. Um, that you, you know, you're you're entering uncharted territory sometimes, and and it can be scary. And that's another thing that the forums are great for. And and you know, I'm I'm here to tell you, it's like it's it's fun. Go ahead, change. You'll love it. Yeah, absolutely. It's well, turbulent. Well, it shakes yeah. up the plane, but it doesn't take it down. That's anyway, perfect. go ahead, Craig. All right. Well, let's talk about what you mentioned before, the plateaus, and, and especially, mm-hmm. you know, maybe some guiding advice that you would give to somebody, especially if they get late in the contest, closer to the end, when things are a little bit tougher, what words do you have to, you know, keep them motivated and inspired to keep on pushing? Well, I, I think the first thing is that from the very beginning, going in, going into the contest, uh, you who knows you may not have plateaus. Good for you. That's fabulous. But I think going into it, you need to look at it and say, you know, plateaus may happen. What am I going to do? Plan ahead for for when those plateaus may happen, because those are the areas. This is what leads to people dropping out of the contests. Some sometimes they 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 work so hard and they do so well. They hit a plateau and they get you know you get fed up and you 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 start to eat. But I do think the thing about plateaus is this is where it gets really individual. With some people, it does mean that they need to eat up for a couple of days and get, you know, crank the metabolism again. Some people, not so much. For some people, it may be because they, their diet's gotten slippery and they're, they're eating too many, many almonds or too much cheese or they, these are the things that I do when my diet gets funny or their portions are getting bigger. This is what I find that when I'm plateauing, very often that's what's happening is that there's that, that diet creep. So you have to be willing to do that. The other thing you can do is, you know, uh, it could be, you know, some activity after dinner, I have found. That if you're adding a little something, a little movement, a little more physical activity a- after dinner, I think you have to be really careful with TT. So many people rush to adding more cardio. I really think that that's a mistake. But, you know, I do think, you know, maybe, you know, being active after dinner can help in plateaus. But I, I, don't, I don't know if you agree, but it really does seem to be that plateaus are more a mental thing than anything. Have you noticed that? I've, I've found that what you mentioned about the, uh, you know, call it diet creep or whatever, seems mm-hmm. to be one of the biggest things in that, you know, people get on a roll and then, um, you know, if they don't know... Uh, um, as much about how many calories are in certain foods as they should, mm-hmm. then it, it just slowly starts to come back in, and and it could be even self sabotage that you mentioned before from what we were talking about, yes. it's getting a little even scared of of achieving such great results. So I that's agree. where I think a, a lot of the plateau aspect comes. But I think you made a great point about just adding a little bit of pleasurable activity. It doesn't have to be activity that is structured exercise in terms of getting on a cardio machine or something that you dislike. I mean, certainly don't want to think about it in terms of punishment. We want to think about it in terms of uh, lifestyle changes that we really enjoy, and it's that 
you know, have dinner, get out and have a walk or something and, <laughs> and, and, and enjoy stuff there. So I really like that that point that uh, you added in there. But but I do think that when, when you hit a plateau, I think the, the first thing to check is, is how much water you're taking in because a lot of times people – you know they they don't they're not drinking as much water as they need to and then the other one we both you know I'll say it again is that sense of of, of diet creep but but I do think boy I, there's some people I see on the forums that man they are being honest they are keeping the those calories where they should be and and it's and it's not happening and and there are times when it's just a mystery and when you get into that that's when you need patience and perseverance and i know patience and perseverance they're not they're not very sexy but boy you really need them and i think if you if you're going to do a contest or if you're going to do a transformation you don't even have to do a contest if you're like you know i'm just going to do whatever it takes to get my ideal body going into it you have to realize that there are it's very likely that there are going to be these times and you have to be prepared for using your patience and your perseverance and what I've also told people, um, I've, I've written this so many times, is trust the program. Just trust the program. So many times you'll see people, they'll, they'll hit a plateau, and they instantly want to go out and add, you know, an extra three hours of cardio a week. And I'm like, no, trust the program. Just trust it. And uh, and eventually it will the 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 train will start moving again and you know the 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 fat will start dropping and uh, but the other thing that happens is very often you change your body ratio and that you you've added muscle and you've lost fat and you just you really need that measuring tape and that's that's when you need that pair of jeans to try on yeah and and I'll say to that is that sometimes people make the mistake of not being as consistent as you were. Like you said, you're going to the same person every time to measure, Mm -hmm. make those measures. Mm -hmm. That is so important that people are consistent with how they measure things because especially when you get started for beginners that are listening to this call, if you're a beginner and you've never really done, you know, kept track of your weight on the scale that frequently, you will notice that there are some days where things can be very wild, five, ten-pound shifts in Weird. fluid depending on food eaten. So, you know, people have to understand that those things are going to happen. And the last thing I'll say about this is that one of our members, I think it was um, Evan Starr, I think that's her name, and uh, she, made a, she made a great graph of her weight loss. And it was, it was like looking at a mountain range because mm-hmm. it, it was slowly – it was this general decline over time, but there was not a straight line. It was down and then up a little and down more and up a little. I mean, you're certainly taking uh, two steps forward and only one step back, but sometimes you will, you, you know, you lose five, gain one and a half, lose five, you know, gain one, lose three, gain a half. I mean, that's it, but it's slowly trending on down. You don't, you don't draw a straight line. It's not every day you lose point, you know, five pounds. So it's, Something just to keep in mind that there's going to be variations. So you know, some people can weigh themselves every day and won't have, won't be too upset by it. But other people, maybe it's just best to go with a weekly weigh-in and uh, you know, focus on the measurements with the tape around the the waist and that type of stuff. So a whole bunch of ways to do it. Obviously, you're going to find with experience that you're going to have uh, find the way for you. So um, you know, certainly. You did, and maybe you could just answer this question. How long did it take before you really got into a groove in, in the program? Was it a week, two weeks, even three weeks? 
I would say four. Okay. I would say four because you have to remember that that I was uh, I had the program before I started my first transformation pro, um, contest, and I'm I'm not saying that I'm typical. Um, and I'm not saying, because I think a lot of people might be like, four weeks? Oh, man, I don't want to spend four weeks before I... But, but j- just because of the way I was using the program, that that, that, that is how, how long it took me. And also, it was it took that long for me to realize that I had to to have all of the aspects of the program happening. I had to have the workout, the nutrition, you know, the goals, uh, the support, uh, the mindset. That It all had to be uh, happening at once. And just for me personally, a busy mom, um, and all of the things that were going on, I think I was, oh my gosh, I was choreographing West Side Story, and I was in Steel Magnolias at, at, at this time. So I was under a great deal of pressure. And, and it wasn't until both of those shows opened and closed and were done that I was really able to focus. And so, because my focus was so scattered, it took like four weeks. If, if you are a little bit better, you know, at focusing in on it, it probably wouldn't take you as long. And so, so yeah, it does. It does take some time. Um, hopefully, not as long uh, for everybody as it did for me. And yeah, now, it took me four weeks. when you when you switched over to turbulence training, it was also a, a I guess you would say a one eighty from the way you were exercising before. Yes, it was. I was. I mean, like I said, this is. I I do want to get this in. Is that I remember being annoyed with you about the elliptical <laughs> machine. I was literally annoyed at the idea that I was going to have to, like, get on a treadmill or run up a hill. I am not kidding. And then I finally got over my stubbornness, and I said, all right, I'll get back on the treadmill. And what I realized is that if you're not constantly in this low level of discomfort, you know, for an hour on the treadmill, if you're doing intervals, the treadmill is fun. It's not horrible. And if you're doing intervals, hills can be fun. But I really, I really loved that elliptical machine, and I was annoyed with you that you know I was reading posts where you saying, you know, this really isn't the most effective, and I'm like, oh, stop it. <laughs> so I think sometimes there are areas where you have to give up your stubbornness, and that's one thing I would love to say to the beginners: if you want to find the the key to your success, maybe look at your faults. <laughs> And look at the things that have cla- – look at the things that that you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to eat carrots and salsa. I'm not going to do that. You know, look at those things and say to yourself, hmm, what am I resisting? And maybe there could be a key to my success in the very things that I'm resisting. I think that might be, you know, a, a pretty good thing to to leave people with. You Absolutely. Know. <laughs> look into the stuff that you don't want to do and ask yourself why and then say, well, maybe I should try it. So Yeah, the mindset stuff is so important. It's, it's so anything cool, that we too. haven't Anything that we haven't uh, covered, we covered the visualization, the goal setting, how important that stuff is, how important it is to do some self-reflection, how mm-hmm. to prepare yourself for your success and not let the sabotage come in. I mean, wow, you've done a really, really good job. I really like uh, your look on your... You've got a different way of looking at the mindset stuff than I have. I hadn't even thought of a couple of those things. Is there anything we're missing out here? Because, I mean, the, the program can be written as good as can be, and the mm-hmm. diet can be even, you know, you can even prepare the food and, and do all the shopping for it. But if you don't yeah. have the mindset, things aren't going to be as great as they have been for, for some of our winners. So anything else you want to add there? 
I just, I, I think in, in so many ways, you know, you've, you've done those funny videos about that you can't out-train a bad diet. Um, but I do think that the key, and I know a lot of people would argue with me about this, um, I do believe that the key is in the exercise, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. It's in the workouts. The workouts, what you're doing in the workouts spills over into your life. Okay, exercise, it cuts depression. We know that. There was a study that came out that said that exercise is as good as the drugs, maybe even better. So what, what's happening is if you do the workouts, it will spill over into the rest of your life. In other words, by doing the workouts, you're going to be able to stick to your nutrition better because you're going to pump up your endorphins, your, your hormonal, hormonal balance is going to be better. So even though you can't out-train a bad diet, your training allows you to stick to a good diet. So why is it that the people who don't regain the weight are usually the people who keep exercising? This is why. Um, and and so um, although I think it's wonderful of you to and very uh, humble of you to say, oh, well, it's really 80% nutrition, I don't know. Um, and certainly there are many programs that, that, that succeed that are based on, on nutrition. I'm thinking of the one, you know, uh, in you know the one that you know the ones that celebrities are doing you know those are nutrition based programs but if you look at who's succeeding 5 10 years down the road it's the exercises so i don't know if that's the only thing we haven't covered but you know ultimately uh you you find a diet that works but but you it's got to satisfy you and you got to be able to stick to it and i believe that it's the right kind of workouts, you know, intervals, you know, really, you know, getting that body going, that those things get you to stick to the nutrition. Um, yeah, so so it's kind of, like you said, it's a domino effect of the, the benefits of the yeah. mental energy and everything from that. And also, you know, we what we talked about earlier before, and having some of that playful activity come back into your yes. lifestyle. And, and so that's what, those are some of the most important things to help uh, in my last, one of my last questions was going to be, you know, how do people make these changes stick in their life beyond a 12-week transformation program? And, you know, being consistent with the exercises is obviously one of the big ones then. But you've, you've got to find a way to make it fun. You've got to find a way to love it. You really do. I, I really, I, I practically love doing these workouts. And the other thing is I love the in-between activities. I, I do, I'm, I'm doing yoga three times a week when, whenever I can, um, and, and I love doing that. And, uh, you know, I, uh, that's the thing. You gotta find the love. It's that whole, you know, you know, what is it, Nike? Like, do you have the love? And that's it. And if you can find a way to love it, you know, start out with finding a way to like it. Then, then it's yours, and you'll own it, and you'll keep doing it. But, but I do, I I do think that that is the key to keeping it in your life and keeping fitness in the in your life. And then the other thing that you've got to connect it to is, um, I think I I wrote this to Robin when she won. I think I wrote to her, um, that is a fabulous body. Now, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? And I think she went out and she bought a belly dancing costume. Huh. I, you know, and and it's funny, but the thing is, is that if you can find a way to get to connect fitness to the purpose of your life somehow, 
then that's when you're really going to own it, and that's when it's going to be yours for the rest of your life. So once again, you know, it's connecting what you're doing here in the contest to the way you want to live the rest of your life. And, you know, it, and it's wonderful. It's wonderful what it does for, for your relationships. It's wonderful what it does for your relationship with yourself. And it's it's changed my life. I'm doing so many things this year. I'm like, I'm like, oh, my goodness, is that me? Am I really going to do that? And it's like, yes, I am. And and so it's, you know, it's being, being willing to let it change your life. Yeah, and you're such a great representation of, of everything that you mentioned there and everything that we've been trying to help people achieve. And, and um, mm-hmm. like and you know, going back to what I said before, it was about uh, I love seeing people doing things that they may have given up for 10 years because they thought they were too busy, too tired, too whatever to, to do yeah. it. I really, really like that. And you one other like, thing that yeah. you kind of mentioned is, you know, loving the activity. And, you know, I don't have any science, scientific data yet, but I really believe that people will get more results if they really do love the activity they're doing. And that's why people sometimes don't get the results with cardiovascular exercise, even though they burn a lot of calories, mm. but they despise it. And for some reason, yeah. the body just hangs on to the fat or whatever. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. There is something going on there. There's some quantum thing going on there. Like, can't explain it. No, exactly. It is something that, 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 you know, calories in, calories out doesn't seem to explain. It's a bit of a mystery. Um, but but ultimately, as as we wind down and wrap, wrap up, the the eating is so important. So you do have to find the ways. What are the things that you have to have in your life, and what are the things that you have to do in order to stay with your nu- nutrition? And and so much of that is dealing with things like cravings and plateaus and 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 things like that. And I I don't know how much time we have left to talk about it, but I do. You know, I do have to say that, you know, I did use um, Eat, Stop, Eat, but I'll tell you, I didn't use it that much. I have, In the last year, I've maybe fasted ten times. And I think that Did it help with your cravings and stuff that's like what that it when, did. on regular days, right? Yeah, that's that's what it did. I've, I've only done it, like, you know, on ten different occasions, but it does, it does seem to shut the cravings off. It, it's weird. It seems to shut them down. And you do, you get you get back in control. And I have to say that some fasts were e- easier than others. Some days were like, oh, this isn't so hard, and some days were were more difficult. Um, some people take to it like a fish to, fish to water. I think I'm kind of in the middle. I yeah. like it and it works, but I, it's not, I, I have not done it, you know, every week out of, out sure. of the year. I haven't. Um so yeah, a, a lot of succeeding is figuring out you know how you can get to a place where you're where you're eating well, and uh, you know, and that ultimately is is going to be individual. You know, you've got to find your way and don't quit. Don't quit. Just stick with it. Keep Absolutely. doing the workouts. Keep the doing last it. question. The last question I have yes. for you then is is your your photos are pretty much famous because they're just such great photos. So what what are some maybe tips? So you can give some practical tips here to help people maximize their I their, I am so glad you asked me that. I got to tell you, if I could have posed Carla, she would have won the contest. You uh, know what I'm talking about? And uh, bless her heart if she listens to this. I love you, Carla. But anyway, um, 
I, I, one of the things that I'm seeing is there there appears to be this almost kind of like, you know, is it a bodybuilding pose where you stand straight on and you throw your arms way back and you suck in your gut? I don't think it's that pretty. And and Liz talked about that there's, you know, there's a way you stand where you have one foot back and one foot forward, just the way I always stand, and that there's a certain relaxation. Uh, you know, you've got your shoulders back, you know, you've got your stomach in, but you're not you're you're not in that that kind of bodybuilder pose. I don't know what it is. You know, it's a yeah. sense that you have to, especially for the ladies. You know, you have to allow you know a certain uh, gracefulness to remain in the picture. Now, I don't know if that was you know, it, 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 yeah, I don't know. It's and the other thing is, good lord, you know, your smile is so important. And That's then the what other, I was going to ask you about is is that you're. Your, your attitude um, in the picture. Enthusiasm it shines through so much in those photos that maybe it's because you've, you've done a little more singing and dancing than some of the other people yeah. who are a little more camera shy. But, uh, I mean, it, the smile really, really does make the photos and, and brings it to life. It's the Yes, it's the happiness in it. And also, let me give some practical tips. You've got to light that picture. And if that means that you've got to bring, like... <laughs> lamps in to take the shades off or something. Um, one of the big things that that I see is that there isn't enough light. And, they, you know, you've you got you got to get some light in there. Not so much to throw shadows. You're not trying to have it so harsh that you're throw, throwing shadows. Uh, and actually, I, one of my winning pictures, two of those were done outdoors. And, and the key to that is you've got all that wonderful ambient light, but I was under an overhang, so there's no harsh shadows. So the other thing is, you you know, you can't have a good photograph without light. So you've yeah. got to make sure that it gets lit. And the other thing is, is that if you're doing the photograph indoors, take the stuff off the wall behind <laughs> you. Um, and what we did is, I actually, what we did is we put up a big piece of, that was actually a piece of silk polyester that we had used in West Side Story. Uh, oh, it was really? in the ballet, and they would float it up into the air, and they would float, whatever. But we tacked that up behind me, and I stood on it. And I suppose you could use a big piece of fabric or, or a big sheet. I don't know if I would go with white, like stark white might not be a good idea. But go ahead, pin something up behind you and stand on it so that you're the focal point, so that there isn't something, you know, behind your head. I think that's yeah. really important. Um, I, I, you know, but but if your transformation is fantastic, you're gonna you're gonna win no matter how how you stand, yeah. you know. And if your if your transformation really isn't that impressive, it doesn't you know you could stand on your head. It's you you guys you know you. Oh man, I can ask you a question. Sure. How do you pick the finalists? I mean, does it just jump out at you? Is it obvious? Is it really easy or is it hard? No, it it literally tears me up inside. I mean, it's, oh. it's one of the it's one of the hardest things. I mean, it's certainly a great problem to have. Yeah. I mean, when I did the first one, I had no idea if I was going to get one person even uh, oh. doing this. But you know, we had you know it's exceeded my expectations more than anything else in the world. Um, but it is really tough because I I know personally how much work has gone into yeah. each one of these transformations. And, you know, fortunately, I'm assured by everyone when I speak with them after that, you know, just the just the journey itself is, is winning enough for most people. So, yeah. so that's always, uh, it makes me feel a little less guilty. But, I mean, 
it's really, really hard. I mean, I, I would say that there's always at least twice as many people that I'd like to pick than I do pick, but I've just found that in order to be fair to the final contestants, it's, it's really important to have as few people as possible in that final voting because, you know, if you spread it out too much, then it almost it, it doesn't become a real good uh, selection process. So it, it's hard, but, uh, you know, we cut down to as few people as possible and then allow for that voting to be very significant. But I guess, you know, it's, it's not uh, any mathematical equation for picking. We just certainly take a look at all aspects of it. And the essay certainly is, is an important part to me as well. Um, okay. I'm not going to say it's an important part in the final voting, I think people really are voting on the pictures, but when mm -hmm. I'm picking the, the finalists, it, it, the, the essay certainly does play a major role. Well, I'm, I'm glad I asked you that question because I think there's a, a, a lot of people who want to know, and I'm really glad to hear that the essay is important and that the journey is important. And uh, just one more question on that. It isn't just you picking them. You've got you know, colleagues that you respect. I know that I've read that in the rules that are helping you out as well. Yeah, I certainly, it's majority of me, but I certainly run it by Brad Pilon and Holly Rigsby. I say, hey, can you take a look at, at all these ones, or can you help me decide between these last couple? And, it's nice uh, to have you know, Gal in there, too. So. Yeah, I mean, well, I certainly, I use them to take some of the pressure off me because, like I said, it's just such a difficult task because everyone does so, such a great job, and I, and I just want to say thank you to everybody for doing such a great job, and I want to say thank you to you for sharing these tips and hopefully... You know, most importantly, we want to do this call for people that are trying it out for the first time and to show them what is possible and to show them, you know, what to expect and to show them, you know, some of the secrets of a, of a champion. So thank you so much for being on the call, Catherine. It's been a great pleasure. All right. So this is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com and TransformationContest.com with Catherine Gordon, our winner of our second contest. And hopefully that has really opened up your eyes to the potential that you have. I mean, you get those... Five pillars that uh, Catherine talked about, the nutrition, the exercise, the goal setting, don't skip over that, the mindset and the social support, and you really will succeed and truly change your body and, and change your life. So thank you for listening, and I look forward to hearing about your results at TransformationContest.com.